0: This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast, and I just got permission from my co-host Dave not to be creative and be boring, so this is going to be a great episode. Hey, Dave.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear God, what have I done? (laughs) Hello, Jan. How are you doing?
0: Oh, well, we record this on a Friday, so always a good thing.
1: This is true. Things are always better on Fridays.
0: Except Fridays. It so yeah, can't Friday, be any better, better because better that's Friday Fridays. already, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Anyway, that aside, we are continuing our Stack Overflow developer survey. Commentary? Thought process? Discussion? Yeah, I analysis. wouldn't say thought process. <laughs> you mean there's not a lot of thought that goes into our, our commentary. Okay,
0: uh, well, no, it's just honest reaction when we do stuff like this for me. yeah, Don't start cogitating what should I say here to make it politically correct. I just say what I feel, which is good and bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started with the good and bad.
0: Uh, well, it starts with bad Visual Studio Code. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I'm so happy to see Visual Studio way below Visual Studio Code. Uh,
1: Sorry, I'm an idiot. What is the difference that Visual Studio Code is the open source one and Visual Studio is the old school one? or
0: Visual Studio is a thing that Microsoft has been making for the last 20 years, which I think was the main biggest impediment to development ever made. It mm-hmm. dumped down everything and you were creating software without actually knowing what you're doing anymore. And since I had a, love, a, a kind of a liking for open source, when I did the .NET stuff, I went to do to the Mono project. So all of the libraries and all the good stuff in, in Visual Studio didn't work. And I was working at Microsoft mm-hmm. at the time, so I had the tool. So I had to kind of bypass all the automations that Visual Studio built in automatically. And that was just horror. Visual Studio Code on the other hand is the uh, slimmed down. It's more like a, a VI in a window. It's based as a text editor, but it allows you to put in a lot of plugins to just have any language that has a plugin, Python, Ruby, name it. You can just do it with that. You can connect it up with uh, debugging. You can connect up with remote debugging even. So it actually does everything right. And it works on Windows, Linux, Mac, and everything. And it's actually the one Electron app that Microsoft built that actually works well. (laughs) And yes, Teams, I'm looking at you. Um, So yeah, that's uh, pretty good actually from Microsoft. They've kind of conquered the Mac without having to destroy the hardware, they just build a good editor. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, it still still, kind of surprises me, honestly, that, that it is the most... Um, it just works.
0: Yeah. I mean, everybody loves it. Even the most biggest Microsoft haters, they love it. I mean, I'm looking for Eclipse here. Look how far down Eclipse is. Eclipse yeah. used to be the darling. The problem with Eclipse, same thing. It got so bloated. I mean, just deploying the IDE was a full-time job. I mean, I never used Eclipse successfully. I did use IntelliJ and uh, PyCharm. If
1: Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken,
0: those are the two from that other developer company. They have this uh, free version, which is limited. So it worked, but kind of didn't because whenever you made something kind of interesting, you kind of had to do other pay for it, which, for little hobby projects, I don't want to spend money on that. Mm. You have to put, put, put a line somewhere. And yeah, Studio Code is just, it's everywhere, it's compatible with everything. It works kind of nice, it's fast, it's it's good. And all the rest is uh, really, as you can see here, this is, uh, yeah, clear. I mean, uh,
1: one thing though, hey, we can we can finally answer the question that everyone's always been asking. Emacs or Vim, it's Vim.
0: <laughs> um, oh, that's <laughs> weird. I was going to say, no, it's it's Nvim, but NeoVim is way down there. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> well, at least it's not VI. It's already the VI improved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So the still there in the middle a little bit. Kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, the rest, PHP Storm, NetBeans. No, oh, us have
1: Plus is still a thing. Oh, well, I use no, those. No, not a for developing Atom's still a thing.
0: But NetBeans, NetBeans was my my go-to PHP development platform. They really yeah. crumbled. Mm, too bad. Uh, Ruby, mine. Well, you're not mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, not really surprising here, except the real big lead that Code has these days. Yeah. As synchronous tools, what the hell are synchronous tools? I have no idea.
1: It's a really weird collection of it's random technologies. Stuff? Well, yes, Next and era, no, it's Trello, it's not yeah
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's weird. Like Confluence, Trello. I never use stuff like management. this.
0: They usually more um, trouble than they're worth.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I've I've made good use of of Trello in previous lives I use I use monday.com yeah uh, currently uh, yeah i don't know it's not very it's not a very interesting category for me personally
0: yeah. let's move on yeah do the synchronous tools interesting well yeah
1: so <laughs> this this i think okay. yeah. But yeah this okay. is this is kind of interesting for me because like zoom at 56% okay unsurprising Microsoft Teams at 56%. Not surprising. I'm a little bit more surprised at that, but I'm not totally surprised with it.
0: I mean, Skype was everywhere and never Skype was. they are no teams.
1: Mm, yeah, sort of. So as long as you don't include the, the, the complete disastrous thing that was Skype for business, that was nothing at all to do with Skype, just took the branding and was... Such an awful experience that, uh, yeah, we should never speak about it ever again.
0: Maybe so. But whenever we did our anniversary episode where we invited a bunch of guests, we had to fall back on Skype because that was the yep. only tool everybody had.
1: But remember, Skype is not the same as Skype for Business, just
0: saying. Uh, true. And I actually would say that Skype for Business was better at the end no. because the new, new Skype was so mm-hmm. bad. Uh, they yeah, dumped it, it down, they crammed everything the in there. And at that point, I prefer the old the, the, the Skype for Business. But anyway, Skype is no longer on this list, which is a good thing. Mm, definitely, Cisco thing. WebEx is still there, which is a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> they should kill that thing with fire. There's
1: a, I mean, <sighs> it's it sort of Google Chat is still there. That sort of surprises me a little bit, but...
0: Um, I think Google Chat could be way higher if they did something on their on their video codecs. Video mm. sharing on Google Chat is so bad. Just having any any moving image, just having a slide a slide deck with slides, it just yeah. doesn't catch up. It's horrible. Yeah,
1: and it's also he- it's very very hungry. Um, yeah. Even worse than Zoom is by quite a significant margin, and that's
0: saying something. Hmm. But Zoom is still my favorite. I didn't use Zoom until my previous employer. Before, we always, always used other stuff. But I must say, hmm. Zoom is by far my favorite. They are kind of going the wrong way at the moment because in the latest updates there's a lot of add-ons and extra applications and whatever, just going away from the core, having a nice web chat. We'll yeah. see how that goes in the future. But I guess they have to compete against uh, Slack and Teams, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: It's a bit of a triumvirate, right? This uh, three of lead and the rest is kind of also there.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Um, Let's move on.
1: Let's move on. And we can talk about something I love talking about, which is Linux.
0: Yay. Is is it the year of Linux desktop?
1: um, Oh, absolutely. I think that was last year, wasn't it? (laughs) Um, We've we've gone past it now. Um, So, operating system. I I find this sort of interesting that um, so first of all, people that use Windows for personal use is, I'm kind of surprised that it's only 63% um, and that people who use it for professional use is is down a bit from that 48%. Um,
0: Interview bias. They're asking developers. Yeah. They're not asking normal people. Sorry. I know.
1: I know. But even <laughs> even so, and and then the thing that warms the cockles of my heart is uh developers that use Linux for personal use forty percent and professional use, you know, basically the same forty percent, thirty nine point eight
0: nine as good as
1: I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it kind of means that uh people using Linux are stubborn. Won't well, work for you, give <laughs> <get> them <my> Linux.
1: <laughs> yeah. It uh, works for me. Um, yeah, Mac OS down there at 31 and 31, 32%.
0: I expected Mac to be above Linux, to be honest, because all the all cool development uh, organizations are have been buying Macs for their people. But apparently, that craze has gone down a bit. I mean, there was a time where when you go to conference, everybody had a Mac. Mm. I mean, the Hadoop Summit, I remember those, everybody had Macs. It was not, not a. It was a single Windows uh, uh, laptop in, in a corner somewhere, <laughs> hiding away. It was all Mac, so I think they lost share here.
1: The interesting thing, though, is WSL, Windows Subsystem for Linux. I, I am slowly, slowly but surely seeing more people using that on on Windows. Like it's. It's gaining, it's still got a way to go, but it really is gaining um, some some kind of pretty good adoption.
0: I use it a lot. At the moment, I must admit, I do not have a single Linux uh, system anymore. I got my company Mac, which I hardly ever use, and then I got a couple of Windows systems and WSL. It does everything beautifully. SSH works, SSH agents works. I can do screens, I can do whatever I want, and it just works brilliantly in it. It's an unknown thing. I mean, most people who kind of discard windows before looking at it, don't even know it exists and it gets very little uh, publicity, but yeah. I mean, you can even choose if you want, if you're on Debian or Red Hat or whatever, all the flavors Mm. are there these days. So it actually works very, very, very well and I would actually not be surprised in the future years if Microsoft has a bit more publicity around the WSL, I guess. Hmm. that Linux is gonna go down and WSL is gonna go up because, yeah, we can say what you want. My PCs, the reasons they're Windows is because, well, if I want to play a game on Mac, don't even try. On Linux, try hard and it will work in the end. But if you just want to play a game, you want to play a game and I don't do consoles. So my main computer needs to be able to do everything and that's why I land on Windows before WSL I also always had a dual boot system that allowed me to go to Linux if I wanted to do something useful. <laughs> but now with WSL I don't have to. But I have to admit mm-hmm. I do have a, a line I do have a Linux server though. I have a Linux Proxmox uh, server that does all my server stuff. Mm-hmm. But I never sit at that thing.
1: Yeah yeah. Yeah makes sense. And BSD there still at a tiny one point four seven percent.
0: Yeah I think that's all free NAS. Mm, yeah, maybe. Although Mac okay. is uh, leader over this, so I guess all the Macs would be in there as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's move into an interesting category that I I don't remember this as much. Like it it it's being presented as something that they've they've had in this for a while, but I don't remember the, the the loved versus dreaded um, percentages of, of technologies quite so much.
0: The, I think the graph is new, the way they visualised it.
1: Uh, that, that could be it.
0: Because I know my my, my host has a visual memory.
1: I very much do. I he very much do. He likes pretty colours. I mean, let's 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 pick like something from the top, something from the middle, and something from the bottom. So, like Rust, Rust is right there at the top. Eighty-six percent of people love it. Only 13% of people dread it.
0: I get a problem with this graph. Mm-hmm. If you're not using Rust, you probably will not have answered this. So the less used languages will always get a very positive review here. Because if you if it's a Rust isn't used that often, if you are using Rust, it means you fought for it, you wanted it. And uh, the the group of colleagues, the, the team here, of five people, we all want to Rust, and that one guy in on the team that didn't like it, he's the one that says I don't like it.
1: Well, unfortunately, your your particular <laughs> example is completely bogus Bam. <laughs> because if you switch it to want, then actually Rust is the has the highest percentage
0: of Again, people that actually want it. It's a percentage; it's not real numbers. I mean, how many people are those eighty six percent?
1: No, 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 no. If you flip the view to want, it's seventeen point seven. Yeah, there you go. Uh, of all
0: respondents people. yes. Okay, okay, fair enough. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't check that. So elixir, for example, high want. Uh, sorry, high uh, high love, but but low. Nobody wants actual. it. Yeah, so yeah, there. Okay. Exactly. So there is the bias in there. I was. Oh, the yeah, hi- yeah. There is. There
1: is. There is. <laughs> I just said the particular example you chose was was a bad example. But
0: yeah, I was a bit rusty there. Still.
1: If you like, I, I don't think it makes sense to like walk through the whole graph. But no.
0: and people, it, you should be watching this on YouTube, right? I mean, we're showing the graph on the screen what we're talking about it. If you're doing this on the MP3, I I feel for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but sort of the the stuff at the top of the of the the loved versus dreaded graph is like mostly mainstream or fashionable stuff. Mm, yeah. The ish. stuff towards the middle is, generally speaking, you're getting into like the stuff where it's close Legacy. to fifty fifty love and hate. It's sort of mostly niche, not all niche, but it's either niche or it's um, or it's or stuff Ruby. that's dropping in uh, in in popularity, like Ruby, oh, and I then the sharp. stuff that most people, uh, <laughs> you know, most people <laughs> loathe. Uh, exactly, and or most people dread and very few people love. You know, it's, it's VBA, it's COBOL, it's MATLAB. It's stuff that is just not cool.
0: COBOL is cool. It's in the name. It starts with a C. That's a C for cool. It's a cool object, business, otherwise limber. Yeah, moving on. COBOL was fun. <laughs> I always loved COBOL. It was very specific of what it could do, but as a programming language specifically built for reporting stuff, it, mm-hmm. was abs- it still is absolutely brilliant. All right. Now, I don't write reports anymore, luckily, so maybe that's why I have a bit of a rosy.
1: <laughs> yeah, rose-tinted <to> glasses <laughs> are well on board there. Let's move on to databases. And it's, in my view, oh. like it's the same picture here. Like you've got Postgres at the top, most loved, least dreaded. You've got, you know, stuff like uh, MariaDB, DynamoDB, MySQL, like all in the middle. And you've got IBM DB2 right down there at the bottom, <laughs> and CouchDB, Cassandra's way
0: down. Neo4j is yeah. also way down. I mean, yeah. if you're doing some graph stuff, there's nothing else you can use, to be honest. Yeah,
1: but if you're doing graph stuff, you're probably dreading it because graph stuff no, is. No, graph stuff is fun. If you, have an, um, if you have a use case for
0: graphs and you can play with graph queries, I, I actually love. I mean, I have very little. The, the the use cases are very niche. This is not a that the graph DB actually works you, but writing a, a cool traversal query that actually does what it does. SQL is so formulaic. Select so yeah, like, yeah. from where that traversal query. You kind of have to be creative in how you write that thing. Mm. So I, I actually love doing it. It's just I don't get a lot but of- I think.
1: I think that's why most people dread it because it's so different
0: yeah but that makes it for me that makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. I dread stuff that I've done a million times because I know this already I'm not gonna learn something please somebody else do this give me something that I've never done before I only do what are able to do once in a fortnight or, or half a year. Oh that was cool I, I can play with this again that's I mean that's what I essay is supposed to be doing I guess mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Anything Other else in the things? databases or we talk? Well, I'm
0: kinda I'm gonna say nice see Elasticsearch kinda up there. Mm-hmm. Not bad. MongoDB still high, still Redis. Mm. Why is Redis so high up there? I it's, do love that. why would you love Redis? I mean you use it and that's it. there's a, a want here. Let's do the want. Mostly Redis Postgres. Is
1: still pretty high
0: there. Redis. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's it's fills and it's the only thing that fills that niche, right? If you want yeah. in a memory cache, you go to Redis. There is nothing else, and pretty much every web uh, application requires some kind of caching. So, yeah, I guess again, Elasticsearch nice high. Uh, my MySQL Why is MariaDB so low? Again, it should this should merge MariaDB and my and uh, my I find, oh, <laughs> Microsoft SQL Server went <laughs> way down. See near near a little bit higher here. Yeah, okay. Moving on. Ooh, cloud platforms. Oh, yeah. God, there's and a lot of them.
1: It's, it's the same story, though. You've got AWS, Azure, and, and Google Cloud right at the top. You've got Yeah, you but know, not very high code. blocks, right?
0: I mean, AWS, the True. highest, 66.33, that's only two-thirds of like it. <laughs> Gesundheit. I, I said Gesundheit. No, I don't have to cut it out of this uh, audio.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> um but as i was saying before i was rudely interrupted by my own body um you've got aws you've got azure you've got google cloud at the top and then which are you know the quote unquote cool kids you've got co-location and managed hosting which is the you know very uncool in the middle and then you've got, <laughs> got ibm cloud or watson you know right down there at the bottom so just following on from the the previous graph where ibm db DB2 was uh, right at the bottom. We've got IBM Cloud at the bottom here.
0: I still think Oracle Cloud is too high here, but I'm surprised with Heroku.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: because a lot of learn how to develop here in language ABZ uses Heroku if they're able to, to make it easy to work with. So I'm thinking a lot of, we, we saw earlier that a lot of people are learning by themselves using online resources. A lot of online resources will use Heroku because it's an easy way to do do, do labs and stuff like that. So people can Mm. use it very easily, very nicely, very early. And still not a lot of people actually like it.
1: I mean, it's
0: just above VMware, which is totally justified. Uh, Hmm. That's weird. Let's look at the want column. Ooh, look at that. People want AWS, then Google Cloud and then Microsoft. Yeah. I'm going to say it, you're doing it wrong. Sorry. Let's <laughs> 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 see, Herokiska is higher up here. Colocation is uh, the least wanted of all. Just above, uh, just under managed hosting. Makes sense, of course. IBM Cloud and Watson. I mean, IBM has put so much marketing in Watson and it never really takes off, does it? No. People just thought, yeah. so much marketing around it as well should maybe get a guest from IBM to talk to us about Watson. Maybe they can make me, I don't know, somewhat enthusiastic about the idea. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Web frameworks and technologies. I know nothing about uh, any of this, but I do find it hilarious whoa. that we have eighty-one, eighty-three 83% of people love phoenix how and very few people dread it however if you look at the want graph <laughs> phoenix is like very nearly <laughs> at the very bottom
0: okay that's what i meant
1: <laughs> and that is that is why this whole kind of love versus dread graph I, I i agree i completely agree with your your point that you made earlier like on its own it doesn't make any any sense you need to have that that perspective of who actually wants yeah, it, because yeah, then yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's React JS, it's node.js JS, it's vue.js JS, it's Next JS. Totally unsurprising.
0: Yeah, I'm so surprised that Angular is so much higher than Angular JS. Mm. Weird. I would Angular is kind of as far as I understand it. I I, 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 I program in Angular JS. I haven't programmed program in Angular as far as I know because that was the new kid on the block. Okay, yeah
1: but angular.js is the most dreaded yes a, framework, framework technology it's which it's it makes framework
0: throughput mm-hmm. <laughs> is also very low the one i saw was uh, kind of that oh my god ASP.NET is also low that's of course because the whole c-sharp stuff is in here asp.net core is very high that's also a thing about old new stuff right asp.net yeah. is old asp.net core is new so yeah, if you still need yep. to work with the old stuff you're not gonna like it that much obviously yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: it's, it's the same, it's the same picture for the, like the next graph, which is around other frameworks and libraries, the amusingly faced that we commented on last time, hugging face transformers, you know, flick to the want view, less than 1.73% of people actually want it. And yet it's the top of the, the love dread graph. It's just, I don't know. I, uh, yeah.
0: How is Keral's doing in the want? Skeros yeah. is kind of the, the, the love child. Uh, we will never have to, sp- uh, to learn a specific yeah. AI thing again. Same also story. Never, never really come, uh, came off. Yeah. Uh, Torch, PyTorch. Oh, that's interesting. Let's see where sports uh, PyTorch. Okay, it's also high. Because basically hugging face is uh, very much like uh, mm-hmm. PyTorch, very similar. But the hugging face are finished products while PyTorch makes you make them yourself. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Qt, GTK, not sure if anybody still uses that stuff. Electron is also very low on the graph. Who wants Electron? A lot of people want it though. Interesting. Mm. Apache Kafka, why would you want that? (laughs) I mean, I I, I want for me is an emotion. I need this. Kafka is a message bus. You need a message bus. Okay, which ones we have? I'll I'll take the green one today. but that's just me. I'm not a developer anymore. Moving on.
1: Yep, let's move on. Other tools, again, not terribly surprising. Docker and Kubernetes, both at the top of the loved and dreaded and also of the wanted technologies. And they're significantly ahead of, of anything else. And it's this, again, I hate to be a broken record, but for me, at least, it's the same kind of pattern. You've got the, the cool tech at the top, Docker and Kubernetes. You've got kind of old stuff in the middle, like Yarn and Unreal and Ansible. And you've got stuff that's honestly on its way out at the bottom of, you know, Puppet and Chef.
0: Yeah, it kind of surprises me actually. The the whole configuration management stuff. You have Ansible, Puppet Chef, which are the three most used ones. Mm. Ansible is still hanging about halfway. Puppet is even higher than Chef, which really surprises me because, yes, you need more brain cells to use Chef, but Puppet has so much problems. That being said, from a little lab down here at my own home, I am using Puppet because it's simple, easy, and you can copy-paste a lot. Mm -hmm. Ansible is also way down these days. One thing is also down, Ansible. Yep. Would it be Teleform? That's uh, encroaching here.
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, people are, I mean, the whole cattle versus pets um, story
0: with- It's present um, in Ansible and Chef as well. Puppet a lot less, I agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I i think the Terraform is is eating the world when it comes to- Yeah, but it's cloud.
0: Terraform exactly. can't do a thing on premise. So this is also kind of showing the world yeah. how much people are moving towards cloud.
1: Exactly my point. And we, so we saw that above. Well, very probably. But we saw that above in the uh, like deployment locations. You know, num- number one all the way at the top of the three cloud providers. Yeah, and yeah, All yeah, the way yeah, at the at the least wanted were the on prem and shared yeah. hosting and all that. And other even stuff. with
0: some survey bias in the, in there, the numbers are big yeah. enough that it does become indicative. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Q.
1: Uh,
0: IDEs again. Um, yeah, I mean, here, NeoVim high at the top while nobody uses it. <laughs> we just saw NeoVim way down in the list of who mm. wants to use it. the code, yeah, no surprise there. Uh, Visual Studio should be way at the bottom here, I'm assuming. Doesn't even figure. Oh, hey, it's halfway. I'm I mean, oh, it still halfway. Yeah. that Eclipse at the bottom here. Yeah, they're right. Eclipse is just so hard to work with these days.
1: Yeah, and so it, it's in the list of Less than 0.8 of percent of people actually want it. You know, it, it's.
0: That it can't do anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody wants to decode. code. Oh, everyone. Ten percent. It's just. it's a long yeah. list. No way this list goes to 100. percent No. So there's no. a huge long tail that's not on the list here.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a long, there's a well, or there's there's a lot of people that just don't. Care. Don't care about IDEs.
0: Yeah, I guess. Typically, you have to use whatever your boss tells you to use, I guess. Mm. It's a collaboration tool in the end, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Working quickly through this, because I don't think there's anything particularly exciting. Asynchronous tooling. Yeah, Uh, happy. More synchronous
0: tooling. I kind of talked about that already.
1: And then, yeah, there's there's lots of... I don't even
0: see these graphs. I, I don't see how you read these graphs.
1: Yeah, the the one that I would skip forward to is uh, there's one for other tools. Um, which keep going, keep going. Oh, actually, sorry. The the one above that um, uh, cloud cloud platforms was sort of interesting, um, and this was sort of um, people curious about like what their current cloud provider was and what other cloud providers they were interested in and the thing that i thought was was kind of kind of amusing here is that a lot of times um you see these big loops which is people are work with you know a current cloud provider like aws and want to work more <laughs> with aws which is sort of like yeah, okay i guess uh you know they all have a bit of this but sort of all of the all of the the sort of the cloud providers there's pretty much a desire mostly to know about other cloud providers but unsurprisingly like the strongest connections are definitely from AWS to GCP and AWS to Azure and like basically from the three cloud providers to each other are the major sort of connections, and everything else is interconnected all over the place.
0: Yeah, it also makes sense, right? I mean, if you're doing some hybrid clouds, you will be picking two of the three. Yeah. It's the, the thing that attracts most. Yeah. Um, so you have the other frameworks and libraries No other tools.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Yarn, Docker, Homebrew, Kubernetes, NPM sort of the docker to npm and docker to kubernetes are the strongest uh connections
0: but you don't go away from docker to work with kubernetes you're going to use docker in kubernetes
1: Mm -hmm.
0: although kubernetes is moving away from docker and going to podman so yeah podman isn't even in here no interesting and uh ides studio code isn't even in here is this Studio code yes Everybody wants to go (laughs) to code.
1: I would, I would definitely suggest we skip ahead to version control. Um, There's, there's sort of not a lot that's very interesting between there. Um, And there's, Uh, I mean, I would kind of say there's not a lot that's very interesting here. Really, it's just that Git, unsurprisingly, is ninety three (laughs) point eight seven percent. I still have a, a slight soft spot for SVN. Yeah, that's um, version and, I love that. And uh, I was I was a CVS user before that, so you know. Um, yeah, same here.
0: Remarkable it's that more people don't use anything than people use Mercurial.
1: That's really strange, isn't it? <laughs> and the fact that people that don't use anything, I um, that that even exists on a like a developer survey. I don't know. I, I was checking a
0: if uh, there's the subset here for professional developers and learning to code, and I thought maybe the ones that don't use anything are learning to code. And yeah, if you learn to code, you don't yeah. necessarily want. That makes sense. But still, professional developers, third place, I don't use one. That yeah. makes no sense. How can you be I'm a professional not... developer and not have a version control system?
1: Yeah. And then in, interacting with version control systems, I, I mean, again, world's worst developer, not a developer, um, but... It still surprises me a little bit that command-line interaction with version control systems is so high.
0: Mm, yeah, normal. If you're doing Git, yeah. you can do it on CLI. You won't be doing using all the graphical tools for Git are pretty pre- pretty garbage. Okay,
1: fair enough.
0: There's just so much you can do with Git, you just can't capture it in a, in a GUI. And I know that things like uh, Visual Studio Code, for example, has plugins for that. But you still have a little command bar at the bottom making just type stuff and yeah, yeah auto checking uh, makes sense for me it makes a little sense yeah um and i think that's
1: probably about as far as we
0: maybe quickly the platform for version control github and gitlab there has been a, there was a big ruckus when microsoft took over github Mm -hmm. So people uh, were predicting that everything was going to move to GitLab. GitLab definitely got a little bit of a bump there, but for professional use, GitHub is 55% and GitLab is 28.9. So GitLab is still far much the darling. Bitbucket is still up there with uh, 18% professional use, but almost a lot less personal use. And everybody who's hobbying is pretty much using GitHub. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Azure Repos, yes, that is uh, very good that they're that low. You shouldn't rebuild or rebatch GitHub. In the end, Microsoft bought GitHub, so they don't even publish it anymore. They don't uh, promote it anymore either. So yeah, this is just going to yeah. go away. But yeah, there's always, as you call that legacy, right? Once it's installed in version control, you can never get away from it anymore.
1: Yes, indeed
0: the worst migration you can ever have if you have to move to a different uh, version control system.
1: Yeah, not a fun time. But I think those are the saving points of the uh, Stack Overflow developer survey.
0: Through the any eyes of, of a non-developer and you? a developer that hasn't developed for a long time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd hardly call it expert testimony. Put it that way.
0: No, um, only the last comment would be no real surprises here. Yes. It all kind of makes sense so that these things work. It's vis- the, the, the movement towards cloud is visible. I'm still mm-hmm. not entirely sure if that's going to save the world or doom the world. We'll see how that works out. But uh, it's definitely happening. So if you're not doing anything with cloud today, take a look at uh, your resume and, make, and see how long you still have to be working in the industry, I'd say. <laughs>
1: and with that that is definitely all the time we have for today you can support the podcast by becoming a patreon every contribution really does help we are on youtube you can like you can subscribe you can hit the notification bell you can comment and do all the youtube things please go to www.roaringelephant.org for a link to our patreon page and for more information about the podcast you can follow us on twitter using the at roaring elephant tag And you can send your feedback to podcast at RoaringElephant.org. Until next time, my name is Visual
0: Brain Dave. And my name is, I still love Ruby, regardless of what this survey says.
1: And we look forward to talking to you next week. Goodbye. See you then.